Hello beautiful people and welcome back to another episode of Two Girls One Doc. One Doc. It's your girl BD. It's Forens the Fiance. And we are back. And we're we did back. say we were going on a break for a couple of mm. weeks. So we're supposed to be back next week and we will be back next week. But we're also back this week because we wanted to discuss this new documentary about um, Tim Westwood, which is on BBC iPlayer on BBC3. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I am going to insert the trailer here just so you guys can hear it because obviously we didn't plan to do this. So we wouldn't have done it in the last episode. Um, so I'll insert that for you here and then we can get into the episode. You are a legend, bro. You're a legend. Trust. So, so Tim, Tim Westwood. Westwood and me, the Ensign Rap Show. Westwood. I keep hearing Tim Westwood, Tim Westwood. Tim Westwood. Westwood. Tim Westwood. 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 Tim Westwood. Tim Westwood. Tim Westwood TV. My man, Tim Westwood. Westwood, you know what we doing here. The 2007 Mobo, the best DJ, Tim Westwood. He's on Donny's trousers. He actually tapped me to turn around to look at the fact that he was exposing himself. I remember just feeling completely powerless. This is not about music now, and I'm just very, very scared. I like your work. Is it real? This was an assault. I'm a big dog. Yo, baby, you don't have to put your top back on. I was 17. He was twice my age. There was this kind of power dynamic. This is predatory behaviour. I just really wish I'd be able to speak to my teenage self and say, oh my God, just get out of there. If you are actively trying to touch me and I'm pushing your hands away, that means I don't want to do anything with you. If you are trying to remove an item from my clothing and I put it back on, that means I don't want it to be gone. If I'm showing you I'm uncomfortable, why would you not just stop doing it? I would describe it as an abuse of power because who are they going to believe? This little girl from the Midlands or this big shiny star from London? He's on national radio, international. Now drop the bomb. Yeah. Do you have sex with like a lot of like, you know, like girls? Not as much as I'd like to. So this is going to be a credits episode. So we will obviously discuss like the documentary and stuff like that. But um, it will be a lot about Tim Westwood as well. And just obviously things that we have seen on the timeline. Um, yeah. It's kind our of thoughts, good. Our feelings and yeah, just. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of good when uh, the timeline meets real time like documentaries. Because it just makes for better content, I think more interesting content um i think it's just nice to get like everyone's point of view and see what people are saying about stuff too like it's really interesting to see and it's really funny because like everyone feels the same way so <laughs> yeah literally it's, it's like not even a really a debate <laughs> yeah so like for those of you who maybe aren't on social media and you don't watch news because it's funny like there are people like that which i find it quite liberating to like not be privy to the bullshit um yeah ignorance is bliss it's bliss. So you may not know who Tim Westwood is, or even if you do, you might not know what happened because it's all quite recent. So Tim Westwood is a DJ. He's a British um, DJ from Suffolk. And that's quite an important point as we divulge or as we get into the story. 
Yeah, um, and just for anyone who doesn't know, like Suffolk is like the country side. Like it's not yeah. London, it's not a, a Birmingham, it's not Manchester, no, it's not a big city. It's a place it's with like, very few minorities and very many white people. Yeah. For context. Um, he's currently 64, uh, for context. Um, and he like, the best way to describe him physically is he looks like if you watch Big Mouth, he looks like the shame demon. Do you watch Big Mouth? Yeah, we, you ask me this like every once in a while. I'm not up to date, oh. but I've watched it. Okay. So he looks like the shame demon. Um, like He's tall, he he's had, skinny, he's white, yeah. he's old. If he had short, if the shame demon had shorter hair, that would be him. Um, so that's pretty much the best description I can give you. Um, he primarily, like his whole music thing has primarily been around like R&B, black music, like- Hip-hop. Yeah hip hop black british yeah culture kind of thing um both here and overseas yeah and it's weird because like at some point in this documentary he's actually described as like a gatekeeper of black music and i definitely say for a, a big amount of time he was um oh 100 especially before the whole like streaming and like social media age like radio was really that girl like radio was how your music got played like radio yeah. was how you blew and he was a dj and radio presenter so it's like he's a radio presenter so he has the radio a bit on lock and then he's a dj so like he's going to be playing the music so he's really who you want to be on your side because that's how your yeah. music's going to blow that's how your music's going to bang like that's how people yeah. are going to know who you are but it's just crazy because he's white why like and this is a whole thing but there's no reason why somebody who's not of a culture should be gatekeeping that culture products of a culture it's weird when you or should have such a monopoly it's not like there was like tim westwood in like some i mean maybe there was maybe i'm just not up on game but like even like the thing about this whole situation this whole documentary and tim westwood as a whole is that like i have very active memories of tim westwood i remember yeah. he's not some legend is like, oh there was this guy called tim westwood like i, I actively remember do you remember we went to that rave that he did when yeah. um i think someone had turned who was 18 i don't think i was 18 i think it was yet. annette yeah i don't think i was 18 yet because i had to get an id so yeah we went and it was just like the same it's the same like i believe everything that was said <laughs> in this mm-hmm. documentary like it's, it's the same none vibe. Of it seems yeah it's same vibe it's very on brand for this guy yeah so the documentary opens up and like it tells us that there so there's a lot of on-screen text i'm not going to go into all the on-screen there is text, a lot but it might have been a book yeah there's a it, it wasn't like if you're trying to watch this documentary without looking at the screen it's difficult because i kind of tried to watch it doing other things and i actually had to like stop and read the stuff so yeah um but it opens up with tamara and I'm not sure if these are their real names, but I know that their, their identities are hidden. So you can't mm. see them. Like they do that weird thing that they do in documentaries where like they're in the dark, you can't see them. You just see like their outline. And there was even one where like her outline wasn't her. It was like an actress. And I was like, you've already yeah. hidden her voice. You've masked her face. So this like, is the thing. Like they do, they use the actor. And it's like, you know, sometimes like we've seen documentaries where they use an actor, but like it sounds like the person, mm. it sounds like it could be the person. They're just basically acting what the person has said. That's what they were trying to do here. But it was giving like, I'm reading from a card kind of thing. Yeah, like, it wasn't it was really, weird. but yeah. yeah, either way, anonymity, right? So yeah. Yeah. So Tamara met Tim Westwood because she was scouted to be in a girl group. Like there was a producer trying to put together like a girl R&B group, like maybe Mystique yeah. or- um... Oh, so, 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 so scandalous. Who else am I thinking of? This Doesn't makes sense because 1992, 3LW. Oh no, were they British? No, um, no. what's one with Keisha? Cleopatra. Sugar Babes. They weren't. Oh they, yeah, they, they oh, were. Sugar Babes. Or like Big Brothers. Yeah. This is Big yeah. Bros, bro. Taking over taking the show. Taking over the show. show. Yeah. 
that whole vibe yeah um so because he was the biggest in the early 90s again, yeah 100 percent. yeah because <laughs> he was the biggest name in r&b djing like she had to kind of like meet with him and stuff like that mm-hmm. so he basically says to listen uh, let's up a business meeting i'm going to introduce you to this person and to that person and la, 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 la. and obviously like you're gassed because you're thinking whoa like this is my big break like tim yeah, westwood oh my god my yes yeah um so he takes her home under the guise of this business meeting and this interaction is so fucking weird to me very strange he takes her home steps out of the room comes back and literally unbuttons her trousers pulls down her pants and starts giving her oral sex or performing he doesn't say a word he doesn't say a word like is that not such a strange like like let's remove like all the weirdness and stuff we've heard about him and the scandal like Mm. this man like has no game like who does that like it's such a weird like thing to do like it's so strange it's and so it's, well, it's also strange. a strange thing to have to report because like, how do you even say that? like people would be like are you sure he didn't say anything and it's like not one thing one minute i was sitting there next minute his face was in it like no words had passed in between do you know how wild that is and it's wild for you to even think that that would be acceptable like, even if that's your man there's a little bit of like oh i need to give you bedroom eyes or something you can't just come and, and then... the thing is the reason why it's even weird as well is because we're here under the guise of me being scouted for a girl group. It's not like we were on a date and we've been doing sexy, sexy, touchy, touchy on the way home. And like, now I look at you and you look at me and we know it's time. Literally, I am of the mindset that I'm, I'm auditioning. I'm I'm being scouted for a girl group. Like, I'm not. But you are of the here. mindset that you're eating cooch. Like, like it does, nah. At which point did you decide this is, this is where I go from here? Like, bruh. So she was only 17 and he was in his mid thirties. And I think recently I've been putting things he was 34. Yeah. He was double, yeah. dub, double, double yeah, his double her age. age. Yeah. I've been putting things into a lot of context of like, um, like where my parents were or like my partner. And like my dad, I I have like, like a decent memory of him being 34. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine him like chatting to somebody that was 37, like, sorry, 17. What more like having any sort of relationship with them and then like my fiance is in that age range and i also can't even imagine him like he literally said to me you're the youngest i've ever been with and i would never be with anyone younger like what what is going on what so she doesn't go into much detail but basically she says after that interaction they had like sex a few times um and i understand I understand why she slept with him because the power dynamic was off yeah, and that's what she says at play, yeah. because she wanted to progress in her career this was the gatekeeper so she wanted to keep him happy and then she said that it, it just got like to if, point if i say no will this negatively impact my chances career yeah and it just got to a point where she was like um she just felt really gross after each encounter and like one day she just said stop and like he never helped with the career that career stuff never took off i feel like this Um, is a really good example of like coercion um that like you know he didn't necessarily pin her down and like violently rape her um but in certain situations it's more so like what's unsaid mm -hmm. and like the implications of doing or not doing something Mm -hmm. yeah so now we meet uh pamela (laughs) Pamela. um (laughs) And she basically knew, uh, met Tim Westwood because she was interested in like music and like helping youths with like music and things like that. So he says to her, yo, why don't you come and do like work experience with me? At the time she was 20. 
And this so is 2000. Should... So the first one was 1992. This one is 2000. This is I eight years born in, 19... in between. Crazy. Like the t- yeah. these two things, yeah. And like, obviously he was doing other things in between then. So th- th- there's not like he was just chilling. I wouldn't be like, surprised if he was. Cock in hand. He definitely was like, uh, yeah. Um. So she was 20. And although that is of legal age to consent, it's still very young. Mm-hmm. Um, and she lived in a different city. So before she came to do this internship, obviously her mum was like, bro, like, I need to know that my daughter's going to be safe. Tim had a few chats with the mum. Like, can you, like, this is This is wild. very R. Kelly. This is very like Jocelyn. It's so, it's so crazy to me. And then um, she kept, comes to London to meet him. Uh, and then she meets him outside like in a car and he starts driving towards his house and she thinks this is weird because she's like bro i thought i'd be staying in a hotel yeah so she gets to his house and um he starts touching her and she's pushing him away she's very much making it clear that she's not on this he doesn't really like acknowledge that yeah she's trying to take off her clothes she's trying to put them back on like if i'm if you're removing my cardigan and i'm putting it back on like that shows you that i would like i would like to keep it on please do you know what i mean literally and like she says that because she, she just felt froze because she was isolated that like she didn't know anyone in london she was afraid yeah. so she just submits and sleeps with him and or or allows herself to i don't know how to word it because it's assault but she's assaulted and um she feels terrible after and the work experience never happens yeah. So that even you, what do you think these women are telling, like her mum, for example, will ask, oh, how was the when work they go experience? Home, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. So by 2010, um, he has cemented himself as the gatekeeper of black music, um, as we've said before. And we meet Isabel. She's 19 years old and he was in his late 40s. So he's always going for girls that are like in that teen early it makes 20... sense especially because he used to do all those uni, uni raves like Isabel's story is 2010 so again that's 10 years after Pamela so mm. if the original story that we hear about is 1992 like that's a long time yeah. for people throughout the de- literally decades yeah have <laughs> been having like making allegations against you like that's wild but you know this stuff is so normalized I was watching the Kardashians the 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 new show um like guys uh, yeah don't judge me um it's I just wanted late. to see yeah no because they've been tweeting and tweeting and i'm like yeah nobody's watching your shit that's why you're tweeting so much so i was like let me see what this shit is all about so um i went and i watched it and scott courtney's ex was basically like oh um because obviously courtney's with travis now right so basically he he was like oh um yeah like now i know that i basically lost her forever i really need to start settling down and date someone um you know but that person probably has to be and chloe was like more age appropriate so in the confessionals, because he's another one that likes all these young things, right? So in the confessionals, the producer, whoever is talking to him and is like, oh, like, you know, he's like, yeah, like, I really do need to be with someone more age appropriate, like, now that I need to settle down and stuff like that. And, the, you know, I, I feel that way. And the producer's like, are you sure? Like, are you ready for that? And he was like, I'm not sure, you know, I, I'm actually not sure if I could be with someone more age appropriate. Like, and it's so weird because the age range he was talking about, he was like, yeah, like someone in there, like, mid 20s early 30s how old is he he scott is i will check now but scott must be at least 35 he must be Mm -hmm. at least and somebody literally tweeted this about how men will say oh like um i'm open to dating older ladies and by older ladies don't mean someone they say okay 
Thank you. <laughs> I think sometimes like it's a case of like I can waste somebody's time because if someone is your age, maybe they want more of a commitment. Do you know what I mean? I don't maybe think it's that. Scott Disson is thirty eight years of He's 38. age. Okay. He's knocking on well, the door. <laughs> Literally. Well, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> literally and you're telling me that now okay now you feel comfortable dating someone who's in their mid nah you you need to fuck the fuck off and do you know what it's nothing to do with um wasting time do you know what it is it's manipulation it's a power dynamic because i was thinking in the shower yesterday when we had decided to okay we didn't decide to do this episode in the shower we decided before like bd wasn't in the shower with me um oh me oh i could have been it could have been we could we could make that happen um when I was in shower, I was thinking about it. So when I was 18, I was dating someone who was oh God. 34, right? And that's like, why. I mean, it was wild then and it's wild now. <laughs> it was wild then, but even the reaction from you guys, it was more like, oh, that, this is off. But like now it would be like, no, what the fuck? I'm like calling the police, right? Cool. So when I was like 18, I was dating this guy that was 34. In my head, I was like, yeah, like... Every, I'm like, mature. Rest- most of my like some of my friends were like oh my gosh like this is exciting right then some of my friends were like this is weird but it nothing nobody was ever like this is crazy like this guy is fucking like a weirdo right i think so, okay i think no. it was like he's it was like okay this is strange and this guy is strange like he is weird for this but i don't I don't, and it's understandable. I don't think the reaction is the way it would. It be wouldn't have if, been a reaction at this age now. Is exactly, and that's yeah. that's hindsight, right? And understanding the world a now bit that we're better. Older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- that's what I'm saying. And all and of now that, that we're came, closer to that age, it's like raw, like what, what the fuck was he doing, with? right? Yeah. Like now, I'm looking at him. I'm like, you're a fucking weirdo. But at the time, we were all like, yeah, this is strange. This is off. But it was not like was red looking. flag, danger, danger, danger. Do you know what I mean? So like. I was, when I was dating him, what I said in my head to myself was that like, yeah, I've always been really mature for my age. Yeah. Like this guy is like- Girls mature faster than men. Exactly. So, like, I remember we would go to his house, right? And like, he would like be drinking, we would be drinking wine and he'd be like showing me different, like he was an architect, right? So he would be like showing me his buildings and telling me his friends, but oh my gosh, I'm so grown. Like he thinks I'm old enough to discuss this shit. Like I know he doesn't yeah. tell any other bitches this shit. Like I am a grown woman. And I- now when i look back okay on the whole situation i'm like you that guy was fucking weird like i don't care how mature i was i don't care how big my boobs were i don't care how like whatever right yeah i was a kid it's one thing to approach someone thinking that they're older and then and like then you when entertain. you discover how old they are and they're a t- if it has teen at the end yeah it's already like sir it's so how many degrees you probably have me i haven't even gotten a levels yet Somebody that was a big, big architect. He had fam. And do you know how long it takes to become an architect? Hmm. Do you know how many part one, part two, part three? And I haven't even completed my A-levels. And the thing is, he, like, when I used to ask him, like, oh, why are you talking to me? He's like, oh, like, you know, girls my own age. I've never met anyone like you. Da, da, da. you never met anyone like me. Or, well, you probably have. But girls your own age can see you for what you are, which is washed. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is what it all comes down to. It's the manipulation. Because he told me these things that would gas me up. And yeah. I'm sure if we had stayed together... Exactly. And I'm sure if we mm-hmm. had stayed together or things had gotten serious, like there would have been a lot of imbalance in that relationship because mm-hmm. he was much older, a lot more established, and he was meeting me at a very like like, like a pivotal was, point. 
yeah like when you're like about to go into uni you're you're forging like forming who you are as an adult right so having that influence he would have had a lot of power over me because the woman i became would always be linked to him it's weird like it's so fucking weird um so this is why they date younger i.e scott disick is also a weirdo because he's washed right i don't know if he like is manipulative or whatever but i know the ins and outs of the relationship but he's washed so he dates these younger girls because like no they don't see him for what he's he is. gonna accept that yeah um so uh we meet isabel now she's 19 and um tim is in his late 40s and like uh, again, I really want to emphasize for those of you who don't know like what he looks like. He does look like the shame demon. So I'm not saying that, oh, if he was sexy, that it makes everything he's doing right, right? But like, it's just a hundred times worse that like he's gross. Like yeah. th- it's disgusting. There's nothing, he's actually, to me, I find him quite repulsive. repulsive. Oh, yeah. And you know, it's not even just what he looks like, it's everything combined. His voice Ugh. the way he's like baby baby oh ah. mate each other, but the thing is even back in uni that even back in uni i used to find him gross like literally. i have had a huge level of disdain immeasurable for tim westwood yeah. since i can remember i have yeah. always felt like this man is weird whether it was that this is a white man gatekeeping black yeah. culture or whether it was this guy's always screaming oh if you're pussy tight yeah if you're pussy clean oh scream and, and and you're just looking at him like wait what what and i like he, th- there's just been always been something off about him like yeah when i first saw this um article um about this documentary literally everyone i spoke to about it was like oh finally it's just a yeah. consensus in the community that like this guy is a strange man he's manipulative he's dodgy he's weird at the very least he's creepy at the very yeah. least he's creepy so yeah. people coming out with these allegations, it's kind of like, mm, I can see it. I can see it happening because yeah. all roads lead to this. Like everything points to him being this way. It was the worst kept secret in the community. Like literally. <laughs> and even like back then when I was in uni, as much as we all knew like he was like the gatekeeper, or he was the it guy or like, you know, getting into Tim Westwood rave. I always used to wonder why is this big, big man always at every uni rave? Uni it's rave, him. that was his bag, uni rave. I remember he came to our uni as well, like multiple times. Okay. Well, why are you, why are you here? Why are you always why about- Why are you with us children? We're children children are you not tired of seeing childish antics at your big age like and it's not even like you're just in the corner doing your dj doing your music you're really trying to participate really doing up crowd doing up like sir it's enough it's actually enough it is actually enough and you know this man never married never had kids listen it's so weird everything about his lifestyle is weird to me so anyways isabel um isabel lives in a in the midlands somewhere Again, and all these women that he brought to London, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that they're not from London. And yeah. it just adds another layer of control and where you're going to go. Yeah, exactly. So Isabel's not from London and she um, wants to be a singer, right? So she hears that Tim Westwood's coming to a club in the Midlands and she uh, makes this mixtape that she wants to give to him. It's kind of like when I went to the Wale concert and I wrote... <laughs> oh um, did you come to that concert? No, I did not come to that concert. But oh. I heard... Okay, yeah. So that's when you got the set list, didn't it? Yeah, Nicole. Oh, Nicole's a real one. Um, while they had a concert in the UK, and it's the last concert he's ever had. He had an always problem. Is anyways, he had a concert, (laughs) and I literally wrote my at on pieces of paper because, like, my my Twitter at, like, my handle, because I wanted him to follow me because I do believe that if me and him ever met, we would have something cosmic, like. 
the connection would be i'm telling you that guy like he yeah, still does know, things to heard. me did that was yeah. i think after chris brown i think that was your next yeah your next best like chris brown obsession. was my kid my childish crush yeah. and then wale was when i became a woman a and woman, i was like yeah, yeah this is actually like the kind of guy i would fall in love with um so yeah, I wrote my ad on his list uh, on on the thing, and I was throwing it on the set because I wanted him to like pick it up and follow me. Um, didn't happen though, but I fought some girl for the towel, and Nicole didn't want to get into like a scrap at a concert, understandably. So she grabbed the set list off the stage and gave it to me, and I still have the set list um, till today. Um, maybe the next episode <laughs> I'll read off the songs he uh, performed because it was a very beautiful. Post on our Instagram. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, and then obviously. at him. <gasps> oh my god. He, do you remember when me and him see. used to tweet? You used to tweet each other, though. Do you remember? Yes. You guys used to tweet, yeah. And I used to say, <laughs> light, skin, people light skin, insert government name here. <laughs> fam, fam, we used to tweet. Me and him used to tweet. Yeah, I remember. Oh, God, he wanted okay. me, but. Anyway, I mean, why am I saying it's okay? Like, you're, it's okay. Like, you actually found love now. It's okay. Like, I was going to say, oh, it's okay. Like, you'll find your way back to each other. But it's actually, no, you will not find any way. <laughs> you really found love. Mm, How many loves do you have? My fiance, Wale, my fiance. Girl, anyway, as long as the wedding still stands, I don't care who the groom is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, basically, so she was she was trying to go on the similar vibes, right? Like, get him to listen to the mixtape. And she put a lot of effort into this. She said she had some famous names on it. So, she felt that he would be interested in, you know, her music. So, she um, goes to this rave that he's there. And he's there promoting his condom line. Because he had a condom line with Durex, right? Um, and it said something like strap it before you smack it or something like that and like it's even gross because the guy that's chatting about sex is disgusting so I don't want to hear anything about it's like do you know what I understand trying to like introduce the idea of safe sex like into uni raves perfect like there's young people there they're all probably going to be having Mm. sex you want them to stay safe fine but it's like putting his face on it and making him the face on it of it it's just very much like why couldn't you that would literally dry my coochie up in right up and i think that it goes to show like the celebrity or the influence that he had at that time because it's like it's going to be a westwood rave loads of people are going to be there like this is a great chance to collaborate i just i just yeah it's unfortunate it's very unfortunate (sighs) So um, she shares this condom thing. Sorry. So the condom thing is being shared. And then she says that it it was a bit weird. But then she felt like, okay, it's a uni rave. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's then, he she then feels like he's using these condoms to make explicit jokes. Like, so he's on stage and I making a lot of explicit jokes. And actually yep. we've screenshot what? We've screenshotted some screenshots. Screenshotted. Screenshot. Uh, We've done something. We've saved. (laughs) (laughs) We've saved some uh, tweets. And one of the tweets was really interesting to me because there was a lot of tweets flying around about Tim Westwood. And um, one lady says, uh, at Joelle May David One, she says, I went to Ministry of Sound when I was 18. Tim Westwood was DJing. He was throwing out condoms and hurling sexual obscenities at the at the very young crowd. They were so bad, I can't even repeat them. It was very gross. He must have been in his 50s even. So it's a pattern of behavior. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a constant, it's, a, it's very on brand. I'm telling you, like, whenever I went to a rave, or if you saw, like, his videos and stuff, it was always like, oh, you tight pussy girl. If you're pussy nice, if you're pussy clean, scream. Oh. And then the crowd would be like, ah. It was just, it like, it was so cringe. Like, if nothing else yet, yeah, it was cringe. It was like, sir, yeah. what are you doing? What is the purpose? Yeah. What's the aim here? Yeah. I'm just thinking of my friend Pattern. Pat got a behind neighbor. Do you remember when um Michael said this? 
in the Michael office when he was like because she was like pattern of behavior mm-hmm. and then he was like my friend pat bought a prius do you not remember this it's <laughs> no. a pivotal part because it's when jan was like doing her whole lawsuit against um oh okay, Dundemith- yeah, yeah, yeah um okay anyways yeah so um this bit is kind of yeah this encounter was funny because of some of the stuff she said, but it wasn't funny because it was like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. So she goes to give him her mixtape. He likes it. And he's like, listen, we need to chat. Like you need to come to London. And he's always asking these babes to come to London. Right. So, um, she comes to London and she meets him outside of Nike, um, town. Is it called Nike town in central London? Whatever. The yeah, big the night shop. shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, he's there in a car and she's thinking, okay, we'll probably go to like a restaurant or something just to chat next thing he's driving away from central london and she's getting scared because she's like bro i do not know where we're going these are not my ends these are not my ends central london you can get to wherever you need to get to like jump on the train you'll find where you are like where are we now literally um and i know the feeling because something similar has happened to me before i think i've said that story on this podcast before um anyway so she is in the car for him feeling really nervous and then next thing he like exposes himself and i don't know what it is about this guy maybe actually he does it to like disarm you like if someone just comes with their cock out you're gonna be like whoa like you're not gonna have time but if i start chatting to you in a sexual way i have time to process it right Mm. so he exposes himself and she's like she felt powerless and scared and then they get to his flat and she, she, he leaves her for a bit and then he comes back and he's completely naked. And do you know what? Both women say, like, so this, so Isabel said this and so did the previous woman, Pamela. Um, She was like, yeah, I don't like white men. Like, I've, all the men I've vibe. ever dated have been black men. I'm and the not- thing is, even if you did like white men or even if like you could like white men, is this, this old is man this- the kind of man that you'd be Okay, after? okay. He's not even seasoned. Do you know what I mean? Like, there are a few salt there and pepper. There is no zaddy. There is no salt and pepper beard. There is none Nothing. of that. Like, if, if you... If it's you given boiled like, chicken. Yeah, cool. Hmm? It's given boiled chicken. Oh, God help us. So, um... Isabel says she's never seen a white man naked. And it was horrifying because he was old with matchstick thighs and wispy Listen, body hairs. And I, I could have told you that like shit for free. Was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> this is the worst possible. Situation. Literally, this is the wor- this is the worst possible intro to like dating white men or whatever. Yeah, literally, like I'm listen. Th- mm, there are better, nah. <laughs> but this is actually so scary. So yeah. she's trying to move away. He doesn't really respond or acknowledge that. Um, and then she's like really afraid at this point, and she's like, you know what? Like, if I just let it happen, then yeah. we can get it. I don't over know what's gonna with. happen if I try and fight it. Like, let exactly. me just at least leave here with my life. Yeah, exactly. So he brings out the condom that he had been promoting, and then he sleeps. Like he assaults her. So um, a lot of nights, basically, we see loads of clips of him. Documentaries come to an end. Really, um, a lot of the rest of it is on screen text, but um, we see loads of clips of him performing at uni raves and again we hear him say you know all the girls with the tightest pussy if your pussy's tight and clean scream like it's so it's so disgusting at this point he's in his 50s what are you doing saying this to a bunch of 18 year olds this he's older than my dad like he's actually older than my, my the man that you know contributed to my birth what is all this about 
So um, we then learned that it's not just like coercion and bringing these women into like London. Like he will assault people to take pictures, right? And I feel like everybody, I don't want to say has a picture of Tim Tim Westwood, but everyone knows someone who's had like a picture taken with Tim Westwood because it was a thing, right? After the race. It was like club nights, like you'd be there, you'd be there. Like everyone has, knows someone who's interacted with Tim Westwood or or that kind of, everyone's been at a Tim Westwood rave or knows someone who's been at a Tim Westwood rave. Like, yeah. He was really like that popular. Mm-hmm. So we meet Loretta and she went to a club where Westwood was performing. And then she went to take a picture of with him. And then, you know, like, obviously you put your hand around the person next to you. He grabs her bum. Who's um, that actor that like in all the pictures, I can see his face in my head, but I can't remember his Robin name. Robin Thicke. His hand, huh? It's not Robin Thicke. It's not Robin Thicke. It's an actor. His hand oh. is like always on the side. Like you can see it like this at the other side of the picture. So it's never like, oh, where's his hand? It's always like is it um keanu reeves i don't know there's a person and like in all his pictures with with fans or whatever his hand is mm. always like on the side so you can see it coming out the other side and i'm like this guy has been trained <laughs> like literally like please you don't want, I don't no want to feel problems. like i'm yeah fam yeah. not even j cole like dapping up gab union he's like bro like i don't want any I don't want no like problems nothing can be misconstrued um and then it also happens to Nyla, who meets him in um, Ayanapa for New Year's. He puts his hand up her skirt at the rave. Um, All while doing a picture in public. So who knows fam, what he's doing? He, he tries to call her um, on Snapchat. Any grown man that has... This is 2017, by the way. So he's well in his 50s. Any grown man that has Snapchat, though, that's a fucking red flag. Yeah. If I ever did see one, like, and you know why it's a red flag? Because it's not to say that like I'm not gonna have Snapchat as an old person yet, but like, you d- Snapchat wasn't something that you made. Like, it wasn't made. You weren't a teenager when you got Snapchat. Yeah, like, you already good when Snapchat came out. Like, you were fully formed. You have been on here for a while. Your you age mates are on their first grandkids. You're so, and I literally like you have a pension. Like that's that's <laughs> how old you are. Do you know what I mean? So for you to have Snapchat, like. It's like you you actively sort out Snapchat. You're up to no good. I've never seen any guy over the age of 21, current 21, who has Snapchat, uh, is up to no good. There's nothing good you're doing on Snapchat. In fact, okay, let me push it and say 23, because I think them men are Gen Z if they're 23. When you start getting yeah, to 25... I think, I think back, if you're actively using Snapchat, like if you're moving to girls and you're asking for Snapchat, if you're doing all that and you're asking for Snapchat, strange, because me, I have Snapchat. I'm in my like late 20s. People my age... You don't use it. No, I just use it for memories. To look that, at exactly, ago, so that's the difference. Were... So when I'm talking about using it, I'm talking about you're posting shit, you're chatting to people. Actively put, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I you're, mean, you're yeah. Not, you, I mean this if is you're the use... thing, I wouldn't even know who's using it because I don't be using it like that. All right, <laughs> literally the other day I went on Snapchat because I was looking for something. I, can't, I was looking for someone and I just wanted to, I couldn't remember then something. There was a reason I went on there. I obviously never use it. And when I got there, I was like, looking at grown men, I was like, yeah, you are definitely booky as fuck. Like, what are you doing? Why are you still here? Why yeah, on this, on? you're there's nothing you're I doing other than chaps. You're it's literally so just looking at small, small girls. I almost said chaps in, like, bro, this whole documentary's made me go way back. Um, oh. but yeah, uh, so that's the crux of really the documentary. And obviously, things came to light. Um, there have been allegations from multiple women. I am really disappointed in BBC, um, because someone made this point. Um, so this is Ashley Louise on twitter um you probably will know of her or have seen her about because she does a lot of rooms and she moderates and she did a really uh crazy one recently she said that 
uh, putting that Tim Westwood documentary on BBC Three and not on BBC One feels like a huge slap in the face to me. Also, where are the statements from Capital Extra? And this is the truth. Like, no, no, you put it on BBC Three and it's this shitty documentary as well. Like, I'm sorry to B- say it. Yeah, but like- BBC Three is, um, just for context, like BBC One is like the Don Dada. That's where all the, the good shows go and everything. Like BBC Three, it's kind of like, yeah, I get it. It's kind of like down for the for the youth. It's more of a young kind of thing. But like, this isn't just a young, young kind of problem. Like, this is a major issue. It seemed mm-hmm. like this documentary was kind of like cobbled together in a matter of days if that like with all the budget text and it was just was not it's like if you were gonna do this yeah you could have taken the time to do it and gone deeper with it and let it Mm -hmm. be like a whole thing this was very on the surface this could have literally been a thread on twitter that's how in-depth it was with some videos like it was really for me the documentary was not good it wasn't well shot it wasn't well it nothing about it was like low budget yeah very low budget um so i wasn't happy with that at all and you know what it all boils down to with like tim westwood and everything yeah it's the same with r kelly the reason why he's gotten away with this for so long nobody said anything is because the victims are black women Mm-hmm. If it was white girls that he had been harassing the way he harasses black women, there's no fucking way he would be doing this. There's absolutely no way he would have gotten away with this for so long. Like the only reason you even have access to these black women is because of this black culture and like you gatekeeping it. So like how are you gatekeeping the culture? And instead of like using your privilege as a white man to like benefit the culture, you're using it to like d- abuse Degrade. black yeah black women like black girls it's just so it's just so it's somehow warped. it's like yeah. sir sir i don't know it's it's a tough thing to talk about because um it's very triggering because i there's so many men uh that i've encountered in positions of power that have abused it um mm-hmm. and i just feel like people have been speaking up about Westwood and the things he does it's the same the fact that everybody has something to say this is like you said in the beginning an open secret like there's no way that even if you didn't witness it for yourself or if you didn't believe it people around him are not privy to or suspicious of like okay cool maybe you haven't seen him do something with your own eyes but sometimes you can be like oh this guy might be a bit dodged like you're a bit suspicious of somebody whether you have proof or not like maybe you feel oh actually even outside of all these allegations right even the way he speaks even the fact that he's always around uni students even the fact that there have been pictures videos of him like crawling out in the morning from uni or com right he's a fucking weirdo like he is 64 years of i keep going back to 64 years of age well damn like this is crazy what are you doing hanging around with people like even me he shouldn't be hanging around me (laughs) you're old enough to be like my dad like my dad's big bro yeah like what is going on yeah so guys i mean obviously everything is still unfolding i'm really interested to see what happens with these allegations i'm not holding my breath for much um in terms of like other commentary as well there was something really interesting that was read that, that i read just about um you know why it's taken so long uh so lorraine m king says people are asking why it's taken so long for allegations about tim westwood to come to light officially um the uk's libel laws are archaic and complex which unfortunately means they can be used to protect the rich powerful and famous so even says she even goes on to say you can't libel someone who is dead which is why the full information 
about the allegations regarding Jimmy Savile emerged post I can't pronounce that word. What? But y'all know what I mean when the person's dead. Oh, um to yeah, posthumously. Um, to accuse someone of sexual misconduct without tangible proof takes a very long time. And by a long time, I mean years and even decades. And can I just okay, but say... Then, so then what was this documentary then? It was just... Was the know. documentary not them accusing him of that? Bruh, I don't know. Maybe but, the maybe she's saying why this documentary took so long to come to yeah. life. Yeah. Because the first case was 1992. It was just such a shit documentary. Yeah, it was very shit. This is not what? why I'm holding my breath for. They better... I'm sorry, but BBC... And I will be, like, adding them as well. Because I'm really disappointed. BBC needs to come out with something a bit better. Especially because you've endorsed this man and worked with him, like, Yeah, for a the while. on-screen text at the end. And it was like, you know, you can't confirm or deny or whatever, whatever. Because you, you know that, that you've been having reports... Yeah, it was just. Yeah, it was and just, can yeah. I just say, this is why a lot of men always ask, why do you automatically believe women? Why is it that if women say this or that? Like, I automatically believe women because the world is set up to not believe women. So mm. I would rather believe, like, a woman and it turns out that she's lying than try to, like, pick, poke holes at what a woman is saying and then it turns out that she's telling the truth. Because there are more rapists and abusers walking around scot free mm-hmm. than and there are, are like lying, lying that then exactly or that there are like men sitting in prison who didn't do what was said of them. Like the, yeah. the imbalance is crazy. The fact that like women are most vulnerable from like harm from their partners. Wait, sorry. The fact that when women are pregnant, that is when they're most vulnerable from harm from their partners. Like, there's a whole thread of a guy like who basically like Ugh, forced. I was gonna say, yeah, his woman into an abortion without her not. Like, bro, like you can't make this shit up. So if a woman comes to me today, I'm gonna believe her, and we need to start believing women because if this was a safe space for women to talk about what they went through. Or even if it takes them years, sometimes you go through trauma, right? And you don't even mm-hmm. realize you've gone through a trauma yeah. for years later. It should always be a safe space. If it was a safe space, Westwood would not be crawling through Uniacom at this day and he age. Wouldn't, he been he lo- wouldn't be given the platform that he has. Because yeah. it's like, it's one thing if he has an affinity for younger girls. Okay, so then don't put him in situations or environments where yeah. there are young girls there and pay him to be there. Yeah. And like people are going like not people, Lin May, um, on Twitter like arguing back and forth that like we need to be careful using the word paedophile and this and that. And like, yeah, I, I agree. Okay, that, cool, predator then, if if you prefer. Yeah. If you like I literally <laughs> I and I agree that okay, under literal terms he may not be considered a By pedophile. By definition, if, he's not a paedophile. Fine. Yeah. But if we're talking about like morally, because I don't always feel like um we can only go by like definition if I'm making sense. Like morally he's a fucking he's he's a pedophile for, as far as i'm concerned because she was like i don't believe he ever like fucked with underage girls you have no fucking way of knowing that like yeah okay been... so if, if, if that's the point she wants to make and none of us have a, any way of knowing okay cool by definition the man is not a pedophile what he is is a predator that is predatory so, behavior that's what literally. that is at the very least at the very least and so is it, does it make it better then that he's a predator not a pedophile does he get branding points for that then is that is that and, okay and then? i'm does sorry, he get one I'm less sorry year that in jail? i refuse i refuse to believe every single girl he ever like had any sexual like whatever with was of legal age whether he knew or didn't know in fact i can almost be sure that because tomorrow was 17 and the legal age is 16 okay like okay but how how close do you have to dance to the line like are you do you type rope on the line or what what is it like dip a toe in dip a, nah fuck off either way the man is wrong 
And I don't hear from for, him for, ever the again. That, for, for the way he speaks in those raves to women, at, at the very least, at the very least, if you want to say, oh, we can't prove that he did these things, oh, we don't know. Many people have witnessed the things that he said in raves and done in yep. raves. So at the very least, like that, that, that in itself, wrong. Yeah. And it's like, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump from other behaviors. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we never hear from him again, it will be too, like, too yeah, soon. Too soon. Um, but yeah, guys, that's that's basically a summary. Like I said, if you don't know who he is, he's a DJ, sixty four years old, um, from and Suffolk. A lot of sexual. His dad was like a bishop or something. Like apparently, he's so far removed from this fucking culture. I don't even know but how. But then he's, he's found put himself. himself in it. Like he's made himself mm-hmm. the face of it. It's crazy. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Like you're so, like anyway. Yeah, let's 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 be done yeah well guys that was that um next week we'll be back we'll be talking about uh kids who lived past Mm -hmm. lives oh yeah surviving death reincarnation it's the reincarnation episode i put the trailer at the end of the last episode but i'll put it at the end of this episode as well so if you could um, come back what would you come back as huh if If you could come back yeah what would you come back oh someone born into a rich family is that it yeah that's it then what else do I have to do in this life but just silver spoon come on (laughs) (laughs) what would you come back as Uh, me yeah I don't know I'd still want to be I actually would just want to be with my family (laughs) alright guys well we will see you (laughs) next week (laughs) like what like Rihanna's kids now your daddy's a colorist and your mum's like I mean Rihanna's I mean I think there are many an option besides ASAP Rocky's child but yeah no i just want to come back to my family if that wasn't an option if that wasn't an option yes mm. okay, maybe guys, the royal we'll... family the do you royals. know why i say do you know why i say that what, to find out what's going do... on no this because right. they do fuck all like if even if you're like if you're if you're yeah but they do fuck all but they can also not do fuck all like they can't just be like, oh yeah, cool, I'm gonna go Afro Nation, or cool, yeah, I'm gonna go whatever. They're, they have so many but rules and regulations. They, they, they would do their own version. They do their own, like. Do they? I mean, I don't like, know. Harry, like Harry, Harry like... was like snorting coke as a kid or something. That's their own Afro Nation. <laughs> they not, not say that this is libelous. <laughs> uh, allegedly, alleg- allegedly, Harry Please, was. Uh, they're suing bloggers these days. Can you not? <laughs> allegedly, but that, that's their own Afro Nation. Like maybe, maybe I don't know. I just want to come. I would want to wake up and just be born into a rich family and be able to just live my life and not have to do anything and just have like like basically have money and not have to work mm. like thingy's, thingy's wife what's his name this beckham kid that's married to the whatever oh the new one the, yeah um, like bro she does yeah. her dad is a billionaire she's never needs to work again again I don't appreciate or ever words. and that's the shit i like yeah not working Amen. But guys, yeah, it's been real. Um, you know where to find us. Like you, you sure said, do. comment, um, subscribe, like, share our content. Uh, if we get enough comments on like Apple or emails, we will be reading them out and answering some of your questions. If you do have questions for us as well, ask us. They could be like personal, I guess. We might not answer them, but you can we ask. Might. Yeah, but it's you know, close mouth don't um, get fed. <laughs> at two girls one doc <laughs> on everything. And yeah. yeah. All right, then till next week. Toodles. Bye. At the moment of death, are you actually just dead? Or is something else going on?
whatever this consciousness is that we have in this life, it was also there in another life before. It's not do we believe in ghosts, but the fact that we continue to report them and see them. There are things that science can't test, but it doesn't mean they don't happen. How good would it be to know there is life after death?